0: like a student might ask a professor. Hello, this is the Lifespring Family Audio Bible and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California. Podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. Well, this is my last weekend in Florida. I'm sure that by now the kids are anxious to have mom and dad out of their house, but we'll probably stay another day or two before we head out. As you know, we're aiming to be back around the 13th, which is this coming Thursday. Leanne has to be back to work, and I only have shows posted for you until then. The question is, as I sit here on December 20th recording this episode, is whether we get back any sooner than the 13th. We'll see. Please do go ahead and comment on the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash E131 and send in your prayer requests and praises at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. I am checking my email and praying with you and for you every single day. Today we're going to begin the book of Luke. We'll read the first two chapters. The title of this episode is The Child's Answers. Let's get started. Luke chapter 1. Most Honorable Theophilus, Many others have tried to give a report of the things that happened among us to complete God's plan. What they have written agrees with what we learned from the people who saw those events from the beginning. They also served God by telling people His message. I studied it all carefully from the beginning. Then I decided to write it down for you in an organized way. I did this so that you can be sure that what you have been taught is true. During the time when Herod ruled Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. He belonged to Abijah's group. His wife came from the family of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth were both good people who pleased God. They did everything the Lord commanded, always following His instructions completely. But they had no children. Elizabeth could not have a baby, and both of them were very old. Zechariah was serving as a priest before God for his group. It was his group's time to serve. The priests always chose one priest to offer the incense, and Zechariah was the one chosen this time. So he went into the temple of the Lord to offer the incense. There was a large crowd outside praying at the time the incense was offered. Then, on the right side of the incense table, an angel of the Lord came and stood before Zechariah. When he saw the angel, Zechariah was upset and very afraid. But the angel said to him, Zechariah, don't be afraid. Your prayer has been heard by God. Your wife Elizabeth will give birth to a baby boy, and you will name him John. You will be very happy, and many others will share your joy over his birth. He will be a great man for the Lord. He will never drink wine or beer. Even before he is born, He will be filled with the Holy Spirit. John will help many people of Israel return to the Lord their God. John himself will go ahead of the Lord and make people ready for his coming. He will be powerful like Elijah and will have the same spirit. He will make peace between fathers and their children. He will cause people who are not obeying God to change and start thinking the way they should. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I know that what you say is true? I am an old man, and my wife is also old. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel, the one who always stands ready before God. He sent me to talk to you and tell you this good news. Now listen, you will not be able to talk until the day when these things happen. You will lose your speech because you did not believe what I told you. But everything I said will really happen. Outside, the people were still waiting for Zechariah. They were surprised that he was staying so long in the temple. Then Zechariah came outside, but he could not speak to them, so the people knew that he had seen a vision inside the temple. He was not able to speak, so he could only make signs to the people. When his time of service was finished, he went home. Later, Zechariah's wife Elizabeth became pregnant, so she did not go out of her house for five months. She said, Look at what the Lord has done for me. He decided to help me. Now people will stop thinking there is something wrong with me. During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a virgin girl who lived in Nazareth, a town in Galilee. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, the Lord is with you. You are very special to him. But Mary was very confused about what the angel said. She wondered, What does this mean? The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, because God is very pleased with you. Listen, you will become pregnant and have a baby boy. You will name him Jesus. He will be great. People will call him the Son of the Most High God, and the Lord God will make him king like his ancestor David. He will rule over the people of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, How will this happen? I am still a virgin. The angel said to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High God will cover you. The baby will be holy, and will be called the Son of God. And here is something else. Your relative Elizabeth is pregnant. She is very old, but she is going to have a son. Everyone thought she could not have a baby, but she has been pregnant now for six months. God can do anything. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let this thing you have said happen to me. Then the angel went away. Mary got up and went quickly to a town in the hill country of Judea. She went into Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the unborn baby inside her jumped and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she said to Mary, God has blessed you more than any other woman, and God has blessed the baby you will have. You are the mother of my Lord, and you have come to me. Why has something so good happened to me? When I heard your voice, the baby inside me jumped with joy. Great blessings are yours because you believed what the Lord said to you. You believed this would happen then mary said i praise the lord with all my heart i'm very happy because god is my savior i am not important but he has shown his care for me his lowly servant from now until the end of time people will remember how much god blessed me yes the powerful one has done great things for me his name is very holy he always gives mercy to those who worship him He reached out His arm and showed His power. He scattered those who are proud and think great things about themselves. He brought down rulers from their thrones and raised up the humble people. He filled the hungry with good things, but He sent the rich away with nothing. God has helped Israel, the people He chose to serve Him. He did not forget His promise to give us His mercy. He has done what he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went home. When it was time for Elizabeth to give birth, she had a boy. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord was very good to her, and they were happy for her. When the baby was eight days old, they came to circumcise him. They wanted to name him Zechariah because this was his father's name. But his mother said, No, he will be named John. The people said to Elizabeth, But no one in your family has that name. Then they made signs to his father, What would you like to name him? Zechariah asked for something to write on. Then he wrote, His name is John. Everyone was surprised. Then Zechariah could talk again, and he began praising God, and all their neighbors were afraid. In all the hill country of Judea, People continued talking about these things. Everyone who heard about these things wondered about them. They thought, what will this child be? They could see that the Lord was with him. Then Zechariah, John's father, was filled with the Holy Spirit and told the people a message from God. Praise to the Lord God of Israel. He has come to help His people and has given them freedom. He has given us a powerful Savior from the family of His servant David. This is what He promised through His holy prophets long ago. He will save us from our enemies and from the power of all those who hate us. God said He would show mercy to our fathers, and He remembered His holy agreement. This was the promise He made to our father Abraham, a promise to free us from the power of our enemies, so that we could serve Him without fear in a way that is holy and right for as long as we live. Now you, little boy, will be called a prophet of the Most High God. You will go first before the Lord to prepare the way for Him. You will make His people understand that they will be saved by having their sins forgiven. With the loving mercy of our God, a new day from heaven will shine on us. It will bring light to those who live in darkness in the fear of death. It will guide us into the way that brings peace. And so the little boy John grew up and became stronger in spirit. Then he lived in areas away from other people, until the time when he came out to tell God's message to the people of Israel. Luke chapter 2 Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger There has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. And when eight days had passed, before his circumcision, his name was then called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, Every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for a sign to be opposed, and a sword will pierce even your own soul, to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow to the age of eighty-four. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment she came up and began giving thanks to God, and continued to speak of Him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city of Nazareth. The child continued to grow and become strong, increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when he became twelve, they went up there according to the custom of the feast, and as they were returning, after spending the full number of days, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents were unaware of it, but supposed him to be in the caravan and went a day's journey. And they began looking for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. Then, after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, Why is it that you were looking for me? Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand the statement which he had made to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and men. Well, beloved, we are obviously just a couple of weeks past Christmas, but it's always good to read the account of his birth. But in reading such familiar chapters as these first two of Luke, we run the risk of not really hearing them, don't you think? Every Christmas season, we hear these verses read. So, can we find anything new? Is it important to see something new? Well, I think the answer to that question is probably different for each person because each of us has a completely unique walk with God. And at my age, I've probably heard or read Luke 1 and 2 many hundreds, if not thousands of times. And I love it when God shows me something I haven't seen before. Let's see if the following gives you a new insight. When Jesus was twelve years old and stayed behind in the temple as Mary and Joseph were returning to Nazareth, we're told in Luke 2, 46 and 47 that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Now, verse 46 said Jesus was listening to them and asking them questions, listening and asking. But verse forty seven says, those who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His answers. So what do you make of that? If he's listening and asking, why is he giving answers? In the past, when I read or heard these verses, I really never thought very deeply about this little vignette. I just thought of the boy Jesus as sort of a smart, as in intelligent, twelve year old. Sure he is God, but he's also just a kid. I thought he was just asking good questions for a kid. But as I was recently thinking about this, it occurred to me that in listening to the rabbis and asking them questions, the questions were more like the probing questions that a university professor might ask a classroom of grad students. Jesus wasn't asking questions to gain understanding. He was asking questions to cause the rabbis to think deeper which would precipitate questions from the rabbis to Jesus, asking for clarification and direction, perhaps. Or hints, like a student might ask a professor. And I think the answers Jesus gave might have brought more questions to their minds than answers. What do you think? Comment at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e131. Our reading tomorrow is 2 Corinthians 6-8. through On this date in church history, January 8, 1956, five American missionaries, Jim Elliott, Nate Saint, Roger Eudarian, Ed McCulley, and Pete Fleming were killed by the Aka Indians of Ecuador, whom they were attempting to evangelize. We've talked about this missionary trip on the show before. This is the anniversary of their death. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we praise You, Lord, and we thank You for loving us. As we read and study Your Word, Lord, we pray that You would show us things we haven't seen before. Show us Your heart and draw us closer to You. I pray for the Lifespring family, Lord, and I thank You for them. Encourage them today. Where there are needs, I pray that You would meet them in Your generous, perfect way. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Send in your prayer requests and praises to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. The show notes page is at lifespringmedia.com S12E131 if you'd like to comment. And my email address is steve at lifespringmedia.com. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Bye.